0: Welcome to Today's Issues. Join us for the next hour as we offer a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Ed Vitagliano. And
1: welcome to Today's Issues. Ed Vitagliano sitting in for Tim Wildman today. I'm joined in studio by Fred Jackson. Good morning, Fred. Good morning. Great to be with you, Ed. Welcome back. Yes, and Chris Woodward. Good morning. Good, good morning to you. And then out in probably the frozen tundra somewhere. I don't know what the temperature is in Kansas City. <laughs> Ray Pritchard. Good morning, Ray.
2: Good morning, Ed. It's not freezing, but you know, there these heavy clouds are moving in from the west. So, yeah. it feels colder than it really is. Whatever yeah. that means.
1: Well, welcome to the program, Ray. It's always great to have you on. And uh, I will say, happy belated Thanksgiving to everyone. I've been out, mm-hmm. well, really since uh, the previous. Uh, um, well, I came in for uh, today for Trivia Friday.
0: You are dedicated.
1: Oh yeah, dedicated. That's uh, that's that's my word for it.
0: Either and, uh, that or the boss said you had to be here. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, that too. That too. Uh,
1: Tim's of the of the mindset that if you know if you're not out of town. <laughs> And you can make it in to do Trivia Friday. <laughs> Trivia Friday is a, is a popular program. It so. is,
3: and if you and preempt it, it <laughs> yes,
1: and, and the Lord be with you. And, and so, anyway, so happy Thanksgiving to everybody. If you bet. Uh, you're still uh, with your mind on the Thanksgiving holidays, so uh, uh, unfortunately, while I was out for um, the majority of last week, the news cycle didn't stop. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, so we we still have a a lot going on here. We do. I don't know know what's going on. Nobody seemed to take a break over the holidays. Well, this
3: is one of those days where you could have a lead. uh, Virtually anything on our sheet here uh, in terms of soundbites could be uh, the lead. But uh, a story that has a lot of people talking and has a lot of implications for these next few weeks involves this federal judge yesterday that blocked Biden's um, mandate that thousands of health care workers in 10 states... Um, he, The federal judge uh, blocked that. Judge Matthew Shelp, a Trump appointee, uh, the court ordered that the uh, federal centers for Medicare and Medicaid have no clear authority from Congress to enact the vaccine mandate for providers participating in the two government health care programs for the elderly, disabled and poor. Um, I can go over the states here, but this is. Uh, a big uh, ruling as the president uh, continues to push and say that people need to get shots as a condition of employment, and a lot of judges now are starting to say otherwise. Well, and uh, Fred, I'll, I'll say this: uh, this isn't going to stop anytime soon.
1: Now we have heard over the last several days uh, the the talk of a new variant mm-hmm. over the last week or so. I guess the Omicron, mm-hmm. I think, uh, variant out of uh, South Africa, and uh, or if
0: you're joe biden you say omicron omicron is that the way he's pronouncing it i think i think he said omnicron at omnicron.
3: one point so he, he's going with he's trying to be he's trying
0: to be inclusive he, has, he has various uh pronunciations for the variant yeah.
1: okay but it is omicron is that how you okay. omicron yeah because it's a greek a greek uh letter i guess so um well i, I should ask i should ask the uh the, the Dr. Ray Pritchard. Yes. Is, is, you, that's a Greek, you, Greek letter, right?
2: That's exactly right. And you said it exactly right. Omicron.
1: Okay. So uh, the, the point is, mm-hmm. this isn't going to stop. There are oh, going to no. continue to be variants. So there will continue to be a push from the Biden yes. administration. And I, I heard heard the president uh, yeah. talking about this uh, over the weekend. And so this is just – so the fact that uh, we are now, I guess, well, guess going to be looking at – Uh, having a, uh, hopefully having a Supreme Court Mm -hmm. uh, input on this issue is going to be important because this isn't going away, front.
0: No, not at all. And I'm really encouraged by what these judges, the various levels, Fifth Mm -hmm. Circuit, Sixth Circuit, what they've been saying. And now this uh, U.S. District Judge Matthew Shelp. I I, think so. I believe I'm pronouncing his name right. Middle
3: name (laughs) Crying. Yes.
0: (laughs) The 32-page order he issued yesterday. Listen to a little bit of that. He said the scale falls clearly in favor of healthcare facilities operating with some unvaccinated employees, staff, trainees, students, volunteers and contractors. Rather than the swift, uh, irremediable impact of requiring health care facilities to choose between two undesirable choices, providing substandard care or providing no health care at all. That's just one paragraph Mm -hmm. of the 32-page decision. I think uh, these judges who are making these decisions to put things on hold, the mandates, the Biden mandates on hold, are providing some arguments uh, for the uh, lawyers who will eventually go before the Supreme Court. Uh, Words like unconstitutional have been used by the Fifth Circuit in their decision. So uh, I'm encouraged by the language coming from these judges uh, in these lower court decisions, which I think are going to play a part. Who knows the minds of the Supreme Court justices? Right. We get surprised sometimes. Yes, a lot. You know, the mainstream media keeps saying, well, it's six conservatives versus three liberals on the Supreme Court. But some of these conservative justices, even ones that have been uh, were appointed by uh, Donald Trump, have surprised us a little bit. So yeah. you can't take money to the bank yet on right. this.
1: You know, Ray, this there really is a collision coming, and I would who who foresaw this? Nobody foresaw the uh, you know the COVID you know uh, pandemic. No, nobody foresaw that, obviously. But I don't think anybody really saw coming the divide that the pandemic and now the vaccines have created within the country, and uh, the collision is coming between two completely different ways of viewing government. My understanding is in some countries in Europe, there are politicians calling for people to be absolutely cut off Mm. from healthcare period if you're not vaccinated. And on the other side of that, you have, I think, a little more balanced approach, which we've tried to bring on this program is, you know, do your research, talk to your doctor about the vaccine Um, and, but there is such a thing as having control over your own body. We have a collision coming up, uh, and who knows where this is going to send our nation.
2: Well, Ed, first of all, we are in favor of medical freedom. We're in favor of men and women, American citizens, uh, talking to the doctors, considering their age, considering the risk, um, considering what protection they need and making your own informed decisions about the vaccine right that's what we've said from the from day 1 that we don't think that there should be a mandate telling people against their will you must be vaccinated okay do the research and make your own decision what i think is very encouraging guys is that you now have multiple courts multiple judges raising valid legal arguments and disagreements with what the government is trying to do. I think it's going to matter greatly when this, this is going to percolate up to the Supreme court, right? Eventually it's got to be answered there. I think let's say if one federal judge had ruled against the mandate, that's one thing. But when you have a multitude of cases being decided against the mandate, that's going to weigh heavily. I think maybe Fred and some of the judge uh, justices who quote are in the middle or may not be sure uh, I think it's going to weigh heavily on them that a number of different courts around the country have questioned the legality of the mandate. I'm hopeful, guardedly hopeful, Fred, about what's going to happen when it gets to the Supreme Court.
1: Well, and you know what, Fred, uh, Ray, this isn't just an intellectual exercise when this right. comes before, and I, I think we're all in agreement, this has got to at some point come before the Supreme Court because the Biden administration is going to continue to push this This is going to be an issue every time a new variant comes out, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. But this is not just an intellectual exercise. Fred, this Mm. has profound consequences, ramifications for the future of America, what Mm. we look like, because if the federal government, if the Biden administration can do this, if States, you know, can hammer, you know, their employees, if businesses can fire at will, um, workers including hospitals i mean this is this is a big deal this mm-hmm. isn't just uh let's talk about a theoretical here or a hypothetical this has uh, profound consequences on what our country looks like going forward to ray's point that does have to weigh on the supreme court justices somewhat because they can't just simply say this is a hypothetical and no this has got real world consequences that can affect our nation the very republic when you have states who might say, "No, we're not doing this," and you're not going to do it in our states? This is the ramifications are huge.
0: Very interesting. I was reading a, a report the other day. Uh, it's a report that came out from the International Institute for Democracy and Electoral Assistance, uh, which is based in Sweden. But basically, the report said the the COVID has uh, given rise to uh, democracies becoming more authoritarian. And, and authoritarian regimes that were authoritarian already, even worse. And here's what it says about the United States. A number of democratic countries, The report specifically mentions the United States in this section, have implemented COVID measures, quote, that were disproportionate, illegal, indefinite, or unconnected to the nature of the emergency. Uh, those include travel restrictions and the use of so-called emergency powers that sometimes sideline parliaments. Now, what they're talking about there, these orders came from governors, right. came from the president, President Biden. They bypassed Congress. They bypassed their legislatures, putting these restrictions in place. Uh, I don't think we have forgotten about it, but remember in the early days in California, couldn't go to church. Yes. Shut down church services, uh, but you could go to uh, liquor stores. Casinos. In casinos some states. And, yep. and all of those sorts of things. So I found this report, which comes from a group based in Sweden, which is not a bastion of conservatism right. by any stretch of the imagination. But the, So the concern that you guys were just been talking about, the concern now is around the globe that this is giving rise to people who have an authoritarian framework in their thinking about how government should work. And we're talking about dict- dictatorial-type governments And that's a big concern for a lot of Americans. You know, a lot of folks in America, they're not opposed to the vaccines. Right. Like we've been talking about. It's these government mandates. You're telling me I'm going to lose my job if I don't get a jab? Right. That Joe Biden has that kind of authority to order his executive branches to like the. And companies going along with it. And companies going along with it. So I I, I think the fight is on. Uh, it is going to end up in the United States Supreme Court. But we have the evidence already. Look at Florida. Pretty well wide open. Right. Been down to Florida a couple of times over the last several months. It's like COVID doesn't exist. Right. It's wide open. And yet, uh, we reported, I think, on this yesterday, Florida has the least number of cases per capita than any other state in America. Right. Um, You know, not to get into the science of it, but I think they're allowing people to have their own immune system to get exercised right so that that works so i i just i i see the biden plan kind of having cracks in it right now yeah and i think many americans are saying enough is enough right
3: just to reset if you're just now joining us and some people are uh we've had a couple of rulings now against biden's effort to have a lot of people get the shot or vaccinated injected the death juice whatever someone wants me to call it um and uh the earliest one, the, the first what? one, the, the death juice. That's it. I've actually heard somebody call it that. Um, but So we had the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals issue a stay twice against what Biden wants to do for the private sector. Yesterday's ruling from the St. Louis-based judge, a Trump appointee, uh, that involves health care workers in 10 states, Missouri being one of them. And Tony Perkins talked a little bit about that yesterday on his radio program, Washington Watch. Tony, of course, is the president of Family Research Council, clip nine.
4: This should make a lot of what this administration is doing uh, a suspect uh, because they seem to be overreaching in a lot of areas. This is the second mandate to be um, put on ice based upon the constitutional limitations that that the executive office has.
3: Yeah. Tony, you know, knows a few things, was a legislator in his state in addition to being uh, head of a uh, a religious uh, ministry special interest group there. So a lot to uh, continue to cover there. And, you know, if it does go to the Supreme Court, and I think it's it's a given, uh, you're looking at next spring at the earliest before it gets that far. So we're going to be talking about this well beyond Christmas, maybe even going into Easter Whenever that falls in 2022.
1: Well, and every time a new variant comes along, I I didn't listen to my my wife and I had to go to a funeral yesterday. So I wasn't able to listen to the show. Um, Did you guys talk about the fact that um, uh, that this Omicron variant is not apparently not serious? Mm -hmm. No. I mean, in terms of it's very mild symptoms. That's
0: what the doctors in South Africa have been saying.
1: Right. Yeah. So we we certainly want to follow the science, but that's right. not what the Biden administration was saying. They were the uh, President Biden himself. I heard yeah. was talking about the fact that hey, you got to get the vaccine because now this new variant, right. And the scaremongering mm-hmm. continues from well, this administration. Well,
3: and that's a good way to segue into this next uh, little bit of uh, this next topic uh, here. Yesterday, Joe Biden had a uh, a press conference where he called on reporters from a list uh, once again. <laughs> Uh, but he had a press conference at the White House. Kamala Harris was standing behind him and one Dr. Anthony Fauci uh, standing behind him as well. And Biden took a long time to discuss the uh, the new variant there and the travel ban efforts to try to uh, contain that and why we're doing it and stuff like that. And he really spent the most of his time Encouraging people to get vaccinated if they haven't already, to get boosters if they haven't already. He also really went out of his way to encourage uh, kids as young as five uh, to get the shots. And so let's do this. Um, Here is the, uh, the bit of audio, one bit of audio of Joe Biden pushing vaccinations, boosters, and kids getting shots as a way for all of us to be together again for Christmas. Clip one.
5: If you and your family are fully vaccinated, you can celebrate the holidays much more safely and given where we were last year that's a blessing that none of us should take for granted
1: all right ray let me just let me just rain on the president's parade okay and listen i understand this is his viewpoint this is the way he views the science okay with uh, dr fauci you know up uh, you know uh, lurking behind one shoulder here and i just like putting the name Fauci along with the word lurking. Um, But we have no idea since the purpose of the president's speech was in talking about Omicron, the new variant. Nobody knows uh, uh, at this point in this country how serious, I mean, we know what the doctors are saying in South Africa. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows how serious the, uh, the symptoms are of Omicron, but absolutely nobody knows whether the, vaccine would touch it right okay so I so to to make this about the vaccine once again, nobody knows whether the vaccine as far as I know, correct me if I'm wrong guys, whether the vaccine is protective uh ray against the delta variant mm-hmm. i mean nobody, nobody seems to know anything in the administration right. yet they keep talking about the science of it
3: mm-hmm. uh
1: so ray I, I i i I wish we could leave. The pandemic and covid behind in terms of what we talk about every day but with the variants continuing i guess to pop up it's going to become like the flu i'm guessing uh this is this is getting tiresome because everything is being tied to the vaccine when if you really do consider the science nobody seems to know whether the vaccine would would help with any of these variants
2: well in the first place and you're entirely right that we've got a new variant, but we're going to have new variants, right? The, the The people who don't have a dog on the political side of all this, they tell us this is what viruses do. They mutate. Right. They change. New new variants are going to develop. And so this Omicron thing actually has only been discovered not that many days ago. It's not like they've been tracking Omicron for six months. They have not. Right By their own testimony, it's only been a week or two they even knew about this. And the folks down in South Africa, and I mean the scientists, the virologists down there, say, yes, yes, this is a new variant. Number two, it is highly transmissible, but it apparently is very, very mild, and evidently nobody's died from it yet. So why is the world suddenly exploding in fear-mongering? Mm-hmm. Why is there so much fear porn out there when you've got a new variant which has not yet done any substantial damage? And I don't blame the folks in South Africa for saying we're being scapegoated, we're being blamed for something that is not, yet, uh, is not yet a matter for anything other than just watching. And nobody knows yet whether the Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson, n- nobody mm-hmm. knows whether these uh, vaccines we've got are going to take care of the Omicron variant or not. So why the world has suddenly uh, turned upside down about something we don't even have the answers to yet, I think this is political more than it is medical, frankly. Well,
1: and when you see scientists down in South Africa saying, we don't know why the world is panicking over this, the symptoms have been very mild. Ray, to your point, if, if you're at all suspicious about the motivation from day one uh, regarding COVID, your suspicions only continue to grow when you have the president of the United States Talking about, hey, you better get vaccinated because Omicron's coming, mm-hmm. and you have the scientists down there saying, "What? Well, why are you panicking? The mild symptoms, you know? Why else? If you, if you're suspicious, you would say, like you did, Ray. You would say this seems to be political. Does does not seem to be on the basis of science.
2: Well, and- there's going to and, and and there's going to be another variant. Right. Next month and the month after that. It's just I mean it's the reason we have a different flu shot every right. year, yes. right? There strains the flu. Work. Right. There it's guesswork. And we don't we're not even surprised about the fact there's a new flu shot aimed at this strain or that strain. We accept that. Right. Why don't we do the same in regard to the COVID nineteen? There are gonna be variants and we're gonna to have to deal with it.
3: I do wanna mention this as well, uh, as we're coming up against the break. Uh, the president was asked yesterday when he actually took some questions from his card of people to call on for questions. Uh, one of the one of the reporters asked him, are we going to have another lockdown? And the president said lockdowns are off the table, but he went on to throw some conditions out there. Clip
4: three. Our lockdowns off the table? Yes, for the, now. Dr. Yes. Why, why is
5: that? Well, because we're able to if people are vaccinated and wear their masks, there's no need for the lockdown.
3: Now, a couple of things there. If people are vaccinated and wearing masks, there's no need for a lockdown, okay? He also said yesterday that people should wear masks indoors when they're in a crowded, confined space. The man himself was just videotaped and photographed in a crowded store in Nantucket, Massachusetts. Right. Not wearing a mask. But he told people yesterday, you need to wear a mask. Well, Fred, this is part of it. I go back to what
1: Ray said. Ray admitted to... uh to the entire world that he's suspicious (laughs) about this. Uh, So let's talk about Ray for a second. No, I'm with Ray. I'm suspicious because we, and we've talked about this. Everybody's talked about this. All the people who are wielding the power from Nancy Pelosi to Gavin Newsom and California governor, uh, all these folks, whether it's, you know, governor of Michigan, uh, Whitmer, uh, wherever, whoever and whatever the case may be. They're all telling everyone to wear masks, and they are constantly shown not doing it. Yes. And then they
3: just dismiss it when people ask them about it. Remember remember Nancy Pelosi going and getting her hair done when
1: all those (laughs) those salons were supposed to be shut down? I mean, this goes on and on and on. Mario, uh, not Mario Cuomo, uh, the governor of...
2: Andrew. Andrew,
1: thank you. I get all my my Cuomos mixed up. (laughs) Yeah. Mario was the the dad. So uh, all of them have been shown at parties... Yes, You know, when uh, Andrew Cuomo was still governor, and and so to Ray's point, and I'm standing with Ray,
2: okay? (laughs) Thank you.
1: Yes, we're suspicious because it's do as I say, not do as I do. But if we're in an emergency,
0: why aren't you doing it? Well, there's not only that, but others have pointed out to the fact that we have thousands pouring across our southern border. Yes, yes. And uh, this administration is saying nothing about that.
1: Or about uh, them being vaccinated. If they or-
0: believed, if they but really believe what they're saying about vaccination is the, is the magic, yes. masks are the magic, they'd be stopping everybody at the border right. and saying, we'll consider your claim of amnesty or whatever the case may be. Asylum. Asylum. Yeah. We'll consider... But you're going to have to get vaccinated. Yes. And you're going to have to wear a mask. You have
1: to be tested. Yes. They're not even testing Apparent- some of these people. One
0: report says at least 25% of the thousands pouring across our southern border are COVID positive. Yeah. And the administration is saying nothing.
1: This is, this is insanity, and that's why people are suspicious. And that's why people are turning a blind eye to what the Biden administration is saying, a deaf ear, whatever metaphor you want to use, because we don't believe them. That's right. And when Dr. Fauci gets up there and starts talking about, I am the science, (laughs) people are just rolling their eyes. We do have
3: that audio as well.
1: Well, I want to hear it. Stand by. Yeah, because this guy is a real trip. All right, folks, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, more of today's issues. You're listening to the American Family Radio Network.
5: Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. Are you ready to travel again? I hope you are. We've been cooped up in our homes now for, what, a year and a half? A lot of Americans have. And it's time to get back out and see our country. We're going to Washington, D.C. and Mount Vernon. We're also going to Colonial Williamsburg, Jamestown, and Yorktown. We've been doing these tours for several years now. We've set the dates for 2022. We're going in June, and we're going in September. So you pick the month you want to go. We're also doing those tours back to back. So if you want to see Williamsburg, Jamestown, also see DC and Mount Vernon, we'll take care of you for the whole week. So for all the information available on these tours, go to spiritualheritagetours.com. Spiritualheritagetours.com. We're going to have a wonderful time together with Christians from all over the country on both of these tours. We'll see you then.
4: Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next.
5: Everyone's goals for advancing their education look different. At Liberty University, we've helped thousands of students like you earn their dream degree. So no matter what your goal is, we can help you get there. With over 450 degrees from the associate to the doctoral level to choose from, most of which are 100% online, you'll find what you need to succeed. To discover which degree might be the best fit for you, text DEGREE to 49595. That's DEGREE to 49595.
4: The government and the media already freaking out over the new China virus variant, Omicron. That's what they're calling it. President Biden's already shut down air travel from a number of African nations, and he's not ruling out a domestic travel ban along with mandatory shutdowns. He told Americans they should wear face coverings indoors, especially when around people in public. Seemingly unaware, he was making that announcement indoors around people in public without wearing a mask. But it turns out the new variant may not be all that dangerous after all. South African doctors say the hype is way overblown. They say most of the people who come down with Omicron only suffer flu-like symptoms. So here's what you need to know about the Omicron variant you've got a better chance of keeling over from an ingrown toenail my new book makes a terrific stocking stuffer our daily biscuit devotions with a drawl available right now at toddstarns.com
1: have no fear of them nor be troubled but in your hearts honor christ the lord as holy always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you yet do it with gentleness and respect having a good conscience, so that when you are slandered, those who revow your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. 1 Peter 3, 14
6: through 16. American Family Radio. When you die, are you going to heaven or not? You can know for sure. Heaven or heavenornot.net.
1: This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. And welcome back, everybody. Ed Vitagliano sitting in for Tim Wildman today. Joining me Fred Jackson, Chris Woodward, and
3: Ray Pritchard. All right, Chris. Well. Anthony Fauci continues to make headlines, and, you know, in a position that he's in, he's going to say and do things that uh, raise a few eyebrows. The thing that has a lot of people still talking today are comments he made over the weekend uh, to CBS, and uh, the reason people are talking about it is because Fauci was kind of speaking out against the criticisms against him and so-called science, and as everybody has no doubt heard at this point, they'll hear it again, Fauci said, or he told CBS, I represent science, clip four. All I want to do is save people's lives. I mean, anybody who's looking at this carefully realizes that there's a distinct anti-science flavor to this. So if they get up and criticize science, nobody's going to know what they're talking about. But if they get up and really aim their bullets at Tony Fauci, well, people could recognize there's a person there. So it's easy to criticize. But they're really criticizing science because I represent science. That's dangerous. To me, that's more dangerous than the slings and the arrows that get thrown at me. And if you damage science,
0: you are doing something very detrimental to society long after I leave. Wow. And, and, and he went on to say, tonight I'm releasing a video of me walking on water. <laughs>
1: Gosh, ah, the sarcasm. Listen, uh, Ray, uh, and we are going to get some reaction mm-hmm. to uh, to what Anthony, uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci was saying. But, Ray, I, I, I will say this for him, uh, and I'm going to pick up on this habit. Uh, I like talking about yourself in the third person. Ed Vitagliano <laughs> right. likes this. Ed is happy with it. Doctor Fauci is. That's a little bit unfair. He he was talking about the fact that he's being attacked. But Ray, I got to tell you, when the, the 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 part of that statement that I thought was the most laughable. Okay, he let's face it. He he's he's taken a beating. Okay, whether you think he deserves it or not, whatever. I can see where he'd be sensitive to it. But the thing that was the most laughable about that was warning about the damage being done to science long-term. And I got to tell you, the politicization, I always struggle with that word. Good job, because yeah. I, I couldn't have done it. it that uh, of of the pandemic and of, of COVID, turning this into a political instrument of subjugation, Okay, that, in, including what Dr. Fauci has been doing over the last couple of years, almost two years, That's going to damage science a lot more than him personally being criticized. I don't know if he realizes that, but, yeah, science could get damaged uh, during this whole pandemic slash endemic thing, Uh, but uh, some of this is going to be self-inflicted on the part of those scientists who are politically in charge like Fauci.
2: Well, all we have to do is go back, and we've done this before, go back and just go fauci versus Fauci versus Fauci, right? Versus Fauci, right? right. Mm-hmm. The mask. Yes. The mask. No. Yes. No. Yeah. He's been on both sides of almost every issue from the very beginning. And now he's drinking his own Kool-Aid. He is science. No, uh, he's just a, he's just a pop rock scientist of the moment. Who's gotten his 15 minutes of fame has been stretched out and stretched out and stretched out. Uh, I think it probably, I do think he made one valid point. People don't trust the scientists as much as we used to because it has become so politicized, right? Right. That your word, Ed, it's become, how can we believe anything anybody says coming out of the administration because it is so clearly tainted with a political point of view in favor of the mask, in favor of the mandate and all the rest. So yes, uh, has some damage been done to his reputation yes but the damage i think is mostly self-inflicted
1: well and fred uh, we've said on this program before that if dr fauci and others of his ilk okay mm-hmm. but mostly fauci he's he's been the the point of the, the pointy part of the spear head of the spear whatever if if they had been i think if they had been honest because i don't think they've been honest if they have been honest from the beginning and said things like, "We don't exactly know everything we need to know about this." I'm remember when this COVID first came out. This is a novel coronavirus. We don't know everything, so there's some guesswork in here. Like mm-hmm. with the masks. Yep. Okay. If they had come out and said that, I think people would have been a little more trusting. But right from the start, they were always saying, "We've got to wear masks." We've got to have social distancing. We've got to have lockdowns. And then when we got the vaccine, you have to be vaccinated. Okay. If they had been open and honest and said things like, you know, if you've already had COVID, we think you might be just as protected as with the vaccine, but we don't know yet. So we recommend that even if you've had uh, COVID that you get vaccinated because it could turn out that the vaccine is better for you than your natural immunity. But they didn't do that.
0: No, they didn't. And I go back to the early days when uh, Dr. Fauci, then his boss was Donald Trump. And even uh, when when President Trump, then President Trump was treated for COVID, he used ivermectin and other... Tr- Hydroxy- hydroxychloroquine. Uh, Fauci backed away from that. Yes. Didn't even want to consider that. But we now know because... Many thousands of Americans have been treated with those things. They have COVID. They have symptoms for a couple of days, and they get better very quickly. You talk about people getting out of hospital more quickly by getting these treatments. Right. We have all of that information, but to this day, Dr. Fauci doesn't talk about that.
1: That's because they've painted themselves into a corner. Yeah, I. Agree. And that corner, the, the the act of painting themselves into the corner, was. The uh, the act of or the statement that – the overall statement that the vaccine's the only approach that we – of which we approve. Yes. That is – I'm putting words in his mouth, but I think that's a fair summary mm-hmm. of the approach of the Biden administration and Dr. Fauci. Vaccine only. You've got to get vaccinated. Now it's the boosters. Yes. Okay? But they painted themselves into the corner because they could not allow people – to go the hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, whatever all some of these alternative treatments were, they could not uh, they could not uh, give that a thumbs up because they said vaccine only. Yeah. And and we we played on this show Dr. Fauci, okay, Mr. Science saying when he was asked about natural immunity, well, we don't know. Well, this is basic science yes. he would he should have said we're not sure but natural immunity is a powerful weapon against all viruses and we expect the same out of this but he would not allow it no. so that's why when he says science could take a hit from this mm. you better believe it could but it's it's on you pal yes
0: yeah.
3: well no discussion of dr anthony fauci Uh, is complete without some reaction from Dr. and Senator Rand Paul. He had this to say today on Fox & Friends about Fauci's I represent science remark. Five.
4: But this is a very, very dangerous sort of idea. The idea that a government bureaucrat represents science and that he is now untouchable, that it is sort of like you are now contradicting the all high priest of science if you say anything. But there are real questions and there's real areas of science that he's never never really debated because he deflects. One area is over 100 million Americans have had COVID. They have natural immunity. There's a real question about whether they should be vaccinated once, twice, or not at all. And the thing is, there's never been a debate because he's the all powerful scientist. You're not to question him. Just do as you're told.
3: They really are the best of frenemies.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, there's, there's, I wouldn't, I don't even put it as no love lost, Ray. They, these two guys hate each other. No, no.
2: There's no, there's no love there at all because <laughs> Rand Paul is a medical doctor, yeah. right? Right. He actually knows what he's talking about, and he's not taking it. He's not going to take anything from Anthony Fauci.
1: I, I didn't even. I have not heard that uh, that response. I just got to say, guys, I, I said the same thing that Dr. Rand Paul yeah. said. So maybe I should run for
3: Senate. One of these days, <laughs> one of these decades, when we have a slow day, Steve and I are going to partner up. Steve, if you're listening, we're going to do this. We're going to make a montage of Fauci. And Rand Paul and we're gonna have that song from the courtship of Eddie's father underneath. How how do you know about the courtship I've of I've watched a father? lot of reruns in my day. Yes. <laughs> you know the best friend. People let me tell you about my best friend. There you go. That'd be uh, the only time I do that. I think we should have the theme song to Rocky or well, something. Well, you can do that underneath yeah. it. Well, f- that's that's you know, Fauci's Italian, so are we are we showing are we looking like we're favoring Fauci? I have no that? problem with favoring. We have, we have no problem with that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't By know the what... way, Steve has given me the thumbs up. It is on. <laughs> <laughs> the right. courtship of Eddie's father. Yes. Uh, Starring that guy that was in the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Bill Bixby. There you go. That guy. What are you talking about? That, well, I couldn't think of his name. Yeah. Um, all
1: right. All right. So uh, let's, for, for the time being. Let's move away from Dr. Fauci. In
3: other news this hour, uh, we have a very, very important uh, Supreme Court case tomorrow uh, in Washington, D.C., and it's, uh, it involves a case out of the state of Mississippi where we are based. Uh, it's called Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization, and it involves a law in Mississippi uh, that was passed under then-Governor Phil Bryant's administration, uh, and Mississippi wants to limit abortions to 15 weeks. And a lot of this is based on science that, um, you know, abortions that late into a pregnancy can cause harm for the woman, as well as the baby, of course. Uh, But also, you know, there's science out there that shows a baby can feel pain. Uh, They have a heartbeat by that point. They have, you know, organs. And they are living human beings, right? Right. Well, the Supreme Court is going to hear arguments tomorrow on this case. And the issue is, this is kind of legalese or wonky, but the issue is whether all pre-viability prohibitions on elective abortions are unconstitutional. So basically what justices are going to argue or hear arguments on is whether or not a state can set a time limit on which one can have an abortion. Uh, A lot of people that favor and applaud support Roe v. Wade say it shouldn't be the case, uh, but a number of states over the years have tried and tried and tried. Uh, to set a limit of some sort as to when a woman can get an abortion, and that's going to be the issue tomorrow. And it's the first test where we'll really see how Trump's nominees uh, come down on this issue, especially uh, Justice Amy Coney Barrett, the newest faced on the on the bench. Uh, but I do have some sound here courtesy of Steve Jordahl. Uh, Governor Tate Reeves was a guest Sunday on NBC's Meet the Press program. And Chuck Todd uh, asked him a couple of questions uh, over the issue. They begin by talking a little bit about the uh, vaccine, my body, my choice arguments, and then they get into uh, the Roe v. Wade stuff. Clip
6: 10. I want to play something that you said about the vaccine mandate. We're seeing their strong desire to try to make decisions on behalf of individual Americans. We believe in freedom and individual liberty. Why should... The state of Mississippi tell a woman um, uh, what they should do with their body. Well, this is a prime example, and and the far left uh, loves to scream, my body, my choice. And what I would submit to you, Chuck, is they absolutely ignore the fact that in getting an abortion, there is an actual killing of an innocent, unborn child. We know that they have a heartbeat. We know that those babies at 15 weeks actually can open and close their hands, we know that they have developing lungs, and we know that those babies at 15 weeks can feel pain. Vaccines allow you to protect yourself. Abortions actually go in and kill other American babies. Fred, you know, um,
1: uh, by the way, uh, uh, tip of the hat to Tate Reeves, the governor of Mississippi, Mm -hmm. the the state where our headquarters uh, is located. Uh, I, I I watched this. Someone sent it around, and uh, I, I said we've got to have this, uh, some of this sound mm-hmm. because Tate Reeves did a great job. He you know, did with uh, Chuck Todd. Um, uh, you saw this uh, exchange as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was clear that Chuck Todd is hostile. Oh yes, un- unashamedly. Mm -hmm. biased Mm -hmm. about this issue the issue of abortion as well as they touched on we're not going to go back to the vaccine but they there was exchange because my body my choice is now being used by those who oppose the vaccine mandate not necessarily the vaccine but chuck todd was clearly biased in this exchange tate reeves Mm -hmm. again mississippi governor did a great job i think responding intelligently and i think clearly winning the the
0: point. No question about it uh this is radio uh but I was able to to watch the exchange. The look on Chuck Todd's face was not that of a dispassionate anchor who was just probing for answers to a question. Sincerely interested. It was a uh in his mind this is a gotcha moment. And uh, how are you going to answer that? Right. Governor Tate Reeves of the state of Mississippi and uh, Tate Reeves did not blink once. He had a response to all of this and you just heard some of it a moment ago. I'm like you. I was very proud uh, of the governor of this state, how he responded to it. But you know what? He responded with um, a simple answer because the answer is simple. Yes. All right. Abortions, abortions take a person's life. It is murder. There's a vast difference. And and, and Chuck Todd was trying to equate, you know, restrictions and, and what you say about vaccines, et cetera, et cetera. No, the vaccinations are an individual person's decision to help save their own life. What this legislation about, what this case that goes before the United States Supreme Court tomorrow is about murder. It's about taking the life of an innocent baby in the womb. And somebody, and I think Tate Reeves, as this interview went on, has to speak up for those babies. Right. Has to defend those babies. He defends the right of people to take vaccines. He said in the interview, uh, Governor Tate Reeves, he says, I mourn with the 800,000 people, I believe it is, or 700,000 Americans who have lost their lives. I mourn with their families. I mourn with the fact that in the state of Mississippi, 10,000 people Mm -hmm. have lost their lives. We mourn that fact. But then he said, let us not forget there are 62 million babies who have been murdered. Right. That's why this case is important, because someone must speak for the life of those precious little babies.
1: Now, by the way, uh, I'm asking Brent Creeley, our producer, uh, are we going to post a link to that exchange Already have. Okay, so uh, the reason I say that and then Ray will come to you on the abortion issue is that Chuck Todd did try to pin Governor Tate Reeves uh, on the issue of, well, you're not just protecting yourself with the vaccine. What about all these people? And he had a great response to that. So he was very clearly the Mississippi governor was well prepared for this exchange. But Ray, um, one of the things that we uh, I think maybe don't know is that the Roe versus Wade <clears throat> and then, excuse me, the companion ruling in 1973, Doe versus Bolton. Hmm. Okay. Those were both released on the same day. I'm not sure why Roe has always been the one that's in the forefront, but both of those were instrumental in legalizing uh, abortion uh, and making it a constitutional right. But those two decisions included within them the very opening that the pro-life community has needed. And in this state, for example, in Mississippi, because the Supreme court said if science ever advances to the place where it can show that, that, uh, that the unborn child is, is human and feels pain, all those kinds of things, then we might revisit this. And that seems to be, I, I have, I have high hopes that this that Roe versus Wade, Doe versus Bolton, uh, Bolton, Casey versus Planned Parenthood, all those mm-hmm. kinds of rulings could be overturned by this case. If it doesn't get overturned by this case with this Supreme Court, uh, then maybe it never will be. But I actually am fairly optimistic that we could see this issue sent back to the uh, states. right?
2: and let me let me circle back just for a moment to uh, Governor Tate Reeves. Because uh, it was it was a profile encourage kind of moment. There are a lot of people, maybe even some governors, who said who would say I'm not going to go on something like right. meet the press because I'm you know, <laughs> the, it, this is not a level playing field. Well, he gave a master class, and this is how you comport yourself when you are stepping into the den of lions number 1 you know your ground number 2 you're well prepared number 3 you you keep your cool that may be the hardest thing in that kind of situation uh, i had a friend tell me once right just remember if you keep your cool you can't lose if you lose your cool you can't win mm, let me write and that down. so many of those <laughs> discussions we because we're fighting about something we care about right. passionately this is a life and death issue we lose our cool and even though we may be in the right, we lose the argument because we got too emotional about it. He didn't. He, he stood his ground so beautifully. So I just want to add that. Just pay attention to what he did because it is possible to be pro-life and socially conservative and go into those arenas and comport yourself with a great deal of dignity. So boom, you know, five stars for Tate Reeves for what he did. And to your points, Ed, I think we have every ground to be hopeful and confident because think how far we've come scientifically, medically, since 1973. We didn't have MRIs back then, didn't have CAT scans back then, didn't have the ability to look inside the womb the way we do now. We now know, we now know baby at 15 weeks has a heartbeat. We now know they have developing lungs. We now know they can move, they can respond, they can Feel pain they can feel pain. We did not know that in 1973. So we're told in the vaccine debate, follow the science. Okay, let's do that in the pro-life debate. If you follow the science, it is time to step up and defend the rights of the unborn who cannot speak for themselves. I have high hopes also that the Supreme Court at long last is going to right a grievous wrong and protect the unborn once again in America.
3: Something to watch for if this does not go the way that pro-aborts hope it does, that being the Supreme Court rules in favor of Roe v. Wade once again and kind of shuts the door on this. Someone somewhere, maybe even Joe Biden, will make that another effort again for having more justices on the Supreme Court. Yes. So court, even court if our side, you know, the the pro-life side tends to get a victory here, and we hope and pray it does. Um, we're going to have another issue that is related to this that we're going to have to deal with uh, perhaps you know, next year and beyond. Uh, the interesting thing, though, is that, you know, back in the 80s, uh, before I was born, uh, Joe Biden referred to FDR's uh, court packing idea as a boneheaded idea. And whether or not he still shares that idea 40 years later, we shall see. Well, and
1: I, to your point, Chris, <clears throat> um, the Democrats have threatened the Supreme Court. In fact, uh, Senator uh, Jean Shaheen, Democrat of New Hampshire, mm-hmm. is quoted on Fox News today as warning the Supreme Court. Uh, this is what she said. I hope the Supreme Court is listening to the people of the United States, because uh, I think if you want to see a revolution, mm-hmm. go ahead, outlaw Roe versus Wade, and see what the response is of the public Particularly uh, young people. I don't know what she meant meant by that, the revolution. Mm. But more and more, the Democratic Party is sliding further and further into yeah. a more radical mindset. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not putting words in her mouth, but the word revolution. If you're if you're a U.S. senator and not a crackpot, and I disagree with the politics of uh, Senator Shaheen, uh, but most of these people are very careful about their words that they mm-hmm. choose mm-hmm. okay so when she says revolution i'm not sure what she means by that but it's not good she's taken.
3: she has taken a cue from senate majority leader chuck schumer who in 2020 said and i quote i want to tell you gorsuch i want to tell you kevin all you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price Yes. I, I, by the way, I wanted to compliment
1: you earlier on your imitation of Fauci, and now you're getting pretty good with Chuck Schumer. So I, keep keep working on those skills. I don't think you're ready to take it on the road yet, but uh, it's it's that's pretty good stuff. Well, hey, it,
3: as one Ray uh, Omnicron uh, Richard <laughs> told me earlier, if you can't keep your cool, you can't win. So I was trying I was trying to keep my there you go. And, well and, done. And, well and done, we are going to have Ray repeat that in just a second because <laughs> that is
1: worth writing down. Yes, but. Uh, Chris, there are groups. Uh, I, I want us, our listeners, to know we are asking them to pray
3: mm-hmm.
1: for the uh, hearing tomorrow. Yes. I think our own Rob Chambers is in D.C. for those prayer meetings. We're trying to see if we can get maybe something set up to where we can get a live report from Rob uh, as these pro life groups are meeting to pray for mm-hmm. this. And we're asking our listeners to pray too so what what's what's happening there in dc as far as you know Can
3: yeah well a lot of uh, a lot of different organizations are asking for prayer encouraging prayer you mentioned rob there i know uh family research council tony perkins specifically has done some prayer events uh r joseph parker has also encouraged prayer over this um alan parker one of the pro-life groups that deals with legal issues has long uh, had a prayer chain going for the supreme court to one day overturn roe uh, Students for Life uh, is another group that will be there tomorrow. Uh, encouraging prayers, Susan B. Anthony List. Um, EWTN probably will have live coverage. Uh, Catherine Hadro hosts a program called Pro-Life Weekly, which is very good. You can learn a lot about the pro-life movement by checking that out. All right, Ray, tell us tell
1: us that expression again. I like that.
2: If you keep your cool, you can't lose. If you lose your cool, you can't win.
1: I like that. Yeah, more I like that. Know. Boom, boom, boom. There you go. <laughs> All right, folks, we're going to take a five-minute break for news. And when we come back, Steve Jordahl will join us with more of what's happening here and abroad. Again, we do encourage you, please pray for this court case that will be heard tomorrow before the Supreme Court. Pray for God to change hearts. Pray for God to give courage to the hearts of those on the Supreme Court who might know that abortion is evil but might be wavering. All right, five-minute break for news. And when we come back, more here on today's issues on American Family Radio Network.
5: The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.